Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Read the Room. My name is Tim Miller. I do comedy. <laughs> I did. I, for a while, I did. My guest today is the, the host of, well, he was, he was the, the owner of a lot of comedy shows in D.C. He had underground comedy, and he ran it like a well-oiled machine. I mean, this guy started with one show, and then it exploded to nine different shows. Um, hoping he'll tell me about that during the episode. But it, it's incredible to see the growth in four or five years of what happened to the scene after he started this, this ball rolling of having multiple shows. It kind of gave comics more rooms to go to. It gave comics an opportunity to really expand material, work on material. I mean, uh, I went out and I could do, you know, you could do four or five shows a night when I started doing stand-up, I could, I think I could do maybe three a week, and those three had every comic there. So it was very rare that you might get on, which, different now, well, different for a while, and now it's really different with everything that's going on. Anyway, Sean Joyce is a new father also. He had his daughter um, at the beginning of this thing, which I want to talk to him about because that's got to be insane to think of. He's been home with his daughter and his new wife, and they've been whew, living it up, I'm sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's been a little crazy. So we're going to talk about that stuff. Right now, you also have the opportunity to stop these billionaires from becoming trillionaires by clicking in the link to in this description of this episode and going to Amazon, buying your favorite things. We've all been shopping right now. But what's special about these links is you're helping me out. Okay, anything you buy, I get a little, I get a little, a little nibble from the from the top, from the bottom, anywhere in there, I'm good with. Okay. Help make these billionaires stay billionaires and not become trillionaires. Okay. Cause it's happening, bruh. It is happening. Um, thank you, France. Thank you, Australia. Holla at New Zealand for me, Australia. Okay, holla at them. I like the Kiwis, all right? Let me, is that a derogatory, is that bad? Is that a derogatory term? I don't know. Canada, hi. How you doing? I'm still here, okay? I still need your help. If this election goes bad, I'm gonna need somewhere to stay, dog. All right, I'll go fishing with a, cut a, a, a hole in the ice and, and go fishing. I'm not doing that. Why am I lying? I'll try it. I'll try it. Okay, I'll get out of this country. I'll pay crazy taxes to have universal health care. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Keep listening. I appreciate you. You guys coming up? Sean Joyce, enjoy. I can't hear you. You can't hear me at all? It's, hold up. 
Sure. <clears throat> okay, I can hear you now. You got me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? <laughs> you look worn out, dude. Like <laughs> uh, maybe... I just didn't sl- Yeah, I just didn't get a lot of sleep last night. What's the so what's the the deal like is the is the routine not working out or is she just not uh i mean it wasn't even the baby's fault are we recording yeah yeah yeah. uh and is this going to be video or is this just audio i was going to do video at some point i don't know if i do full episodes yet but i was going to do i'll do i'll do i'm doing clips for now so okay um but i can cut all of this out if you want no, I was just curious. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Uh, no, I mean, the routine's fine. It's just uh, sometimes just if I wake up at the wrong time and then uh, the baby is awake, uh, then it's, like, hard to go back to sleep. So I just, uh, you know, some nights it just doesn't work out. And uh, I don't have the, the same flexibility yeah <laughs> i still have the flexibility but it just i just don't take advantage of it every day so some days i'm tired yeah it's hard to get that um because you had so much time before well i don't know how much you time time you had i mean you had 12 shows going so and 15 15 right so i mean and you're dealing with comics there i mean we're like big children too so um i think the difference is you got one in your house now um yeah i think it's just uh i mean a big the big difference is like uh i just i used to be by myself all day even and i had work to do but it was just i was the only person that was home and i could just do you know i could just do things in the order that i wanted to do them in whenever i felt like it was time to do them and now i have other people's schedules in the house i got to deal with and so that's not I'm still getting used to that. That's the hard part. It's not really so much. It's not like it's so much work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely doing less work now. Oh, yeah. Than I, I can imagine. Before. Yeah. Um, and I would say, in general, I'm much less tired. It just, I just happen to be tired today. Yeah. But that's just a coincidence. <laughs> I gave the audience like a, um, an idea of who you were and, uh-huh. and what you what you run um i mean but if you could give them if you could give them kind of an introduction of what you did and how you did it so you're the 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 ceo of underground comedy or just like the owner i'm i'm both of those things yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's kind of awkward to say you're the CEO of something that doesn't really have employees. Um, and so, yeah, so I usually say founder because. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's a little bit. I think it probably makes more sense. It's a little awkward, I think, to say CEO. And yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm the owner of it as well, but I don't know. Anyway, so it's a. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a production company that produces live comedy shows in DC and, uh, right. you know, produce like about 650 a year. 
and uh you know just non-stop just all the time comedy shows um yeah which is that's the thing is uh it's on pause right now while there aren't live shows in dc at the moment so i mean it was a nice break to be honest get, get take six months off it's kind of it's crazy that it's been six months but uh yeah um yeah anyway so mostly most of the shows are at the big hunt um in mm-hmm. the basement we, pre- we we were producing 11 shows a week there three friday three saturday we have headliners you know sometimes get some big people to come by like michael che and uh Louis you know we, we did it ep- yeah louis we had an episode of kevin hart's show uh yep. film there um you know so that stuff you know it, it was uh it's real cool that yeah. uh we were able to get all that stuff that, that that's kind of like the exciting stuff do a festival every year um you know just working with hundreds of comics do podcasts that's basically basically what i do yeah it's crazy you started what um i'm 16 years in you started when in what 2011 probably 11? yeah okay mm-hmm. and so when when we were going out together or we when when i would see you mm-hmm. you know i think i 2011 i was five years in i could count on my hand how many mics there were like i could count oh yeah mm-hmm. um okay i can go here and here so i'll get three or four sets a week and you changed it to i think on my one of my biggest nights and i'm gonna you know i'm I'll tell you about this off mic because there's, there's something else that I was going to try to do, but I did, I tried to do, I could do six shows in one night at one point with underground comedy, capital laughs. And I think, I think I did the improv too, just to throw that one in there, just to have a, mm-hmm. a palate cleanser from the, the open mics that I was bombing on. But uh-huh. um, I like how the improv is at your palate cleanser. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was bombing. I think I bombed. I did a re-ra that night. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't bomb, but I didn't do. You know, but that's what the mics are for, just to kind of run run shit. But um, before that though, we had nothing. I mean, you kind of made it so that people could go up and do multiple sets. The speaking for the, a lot of the older comics, I think that was a pretty revolutionary thing because we were. You were either in, I don't want to name names, but you were in with some of the other people that ran mics or you weren't. And yeah. that was, it kind of gave us choices and it kind of gave us like a, um, an opportunity to grow faster. And I mean, now there's a, there's kind of a despair in the city because there isn't, um, like a way forward because we don't know what's going to happen well yeah i mean it's a it's really like uh wait and see right now to find out what's going to happen because there's just uh there's just no way to know what things are going to be like after the fact you know so yeah it's kind of uh it's one of i think it's a situation where everybody's just kind of gotta you know hang out and and try not to, to to think about it too much you know try not to dwell on it too much because (laughs) it's uh (laughs) not because i brought it up (laughs) 
no, no. I, I mean, I, I think it's good to talk about, but I think like on a daily basis, right? Like, yeah. Um, if, if you think about it every day, if every day you're like, what am I going to do? What's it going to be like? It, you know, it would drive you crazy because you have to wait so long yeah. to find out what it's going to be like. Cause we're not going to know what things are like, you know, possibly for several more months. Yeah. So, you know, maybe things will come back faster than that, but I think there's a good chance it'll, it'll be a few more months still. And, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see like what, Everything could go back to the way it was. I mean, there, there's nothing to say that we can't go back to how things were and everybody can pick up where they left off. Um, yeah. I think that's possible, but it might be different. Yeah. Um, so I've just started kind of going to two live shows. Um, there's a different vibe to them. It's, it's a lot less... Um, communal it's more of there's these people laughing here and then there's these people laughing here yeah it's and we're spread all out. still kind of separate um but because that's what what was good about the crowd usually is that what they they would either collectively love you or collectively uh hate you uh -huh, and that's, that's right. kind of where i where i would either grow or die <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a room is if they loved me then i could get everybody but if one person hated me, then I, it, would, it would grow eventually. So that, that's, it's, I think it's going to be hard to recreate that. And I don't know what the thing is that's going to make that come back. Because Well, I mean, I think the thing that's going to make that come back is when shows aren't socially distant anymore. Right. You know, that's what's going to make it come back. Yeah. Once, once we have crowds again the way that we have before then i think it'll go I, I think it'll go back but you know it's just like how long is it going to be before we can have a full crowd with, where, where people aren't six feet apart yeah because you know as long as everybody's six feet apart it's not going to feel the same no. you know there's just there's no getting around that and you know that's to say you can't have a good show let's say you can't have a good time uh, or a good set but you're not going to get that same feeling. And I, you know, that's just how it is. That's just yeah. like performing in a good venue versus performing in a bad venue. You know, they feel different. You know, you gotta, you know, you're performing in a shitty place. You got a different expectation for what you're going to consider a good use of your time. And like, it's not the same as if you're in an amazing environment, you, you got a whole different expectation for yeah. what you want. Yeah, have you done any? So you stopped doing stand up too, though, when you start running the shows, right? Well, I mean, I started running the shows like seven years ago. I only stopped doing stand up probably two years ago. Okay. So uh, you haven't so, done any during this time either. Like, you haven't done any Zoom shows or anything. I produced one Zoom show that I yep. hosted. I that I mean, I didn't do stand up on it. I didn't tell jokes. Um, yeah, I just hosted it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I haven't written any jokes or anything. I thought, I mean, I've thought about writing jokes a couple times. So I could, yeah, I could write some jokes and tell them during the show, I guess, if I wanted to. Yeah, that, that, that just never goes away, does it? Like the, the, just the thoughts, I'm sure with the daughter and the yeah. wife being there all day, like. Yeah, that's the thing. I think having the life change, you know, it, 
you start to think of some new ideas because you're, you're experiencing different things. So then you start thinking like, okay, maybe I can write jokes about this. I, I did think of a joke about, you know, that's related to, to kids. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you want to yeah, write it down? You know, I, you know honestly, <laughs> I did write it down and you know what? I honestly really hadn't thought that hard about it. Um, yeah. But now that you're saying it, it's like, okay, well maybe I'll try to write some jokes down and we'll see. Maybe I'll tell, maybe I'll say I'm at a show. No, I said, do you want to run it now? Oh, no, I don't want to run it now. <laughs> I love it. I don't even, I don't even know really what it was. Like, I, I know like what it was about, but I'd have to go back and look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love hearing new dads talk about their kids, like how, how mean they get because for the longest time, there's the expectation of like, I'm going to have this wonderful package and, and then, you know, you get that first bit of poop on your, on your face there and you go, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, they don't care about anything. Just I got to say, my, my wife has taken the brunt of the, of the hard work. So really? It's keeping, it, it, it's keeping me pretty, pretty uh, Clean. positive about the whole experience. <laughs> okay. You need, to get it, you, you need to get your hands dirty, man. That's where the jokes are going to come from. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's like I don't know, getting my I mean getting thrown <laughs> up on like changing diapers, man. Like it really doesn't bother me, right? <laughs> so you know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's really, I really, it's not, it's it's not a problem for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I I got lucky. I think my my daughter's mom, she loves it. Is that what? Is that the same? Is that why? Um, your wife's kind of taking no, over. I wouldn't it... say that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no, you haven't given her. No, choice. I don't think that's what it is exactly. I think it's just. Um, she's better at it. Well, she's certainly better at it. Yeah. And I think she is just, yeah, I, I think, I mean, a lot of it is that she just, she, she has to be the one that does it because she's breastfeeding and all that stuff. And she just has like a, a better understanding of, of what the baby needs at any given moment better than right. I do. She knows what she needs. So it's kind of like, you know, it's really like, I just find it to be like very inefficient for me to be doing a lot of stuff because it's just like, I'm like, look, I, I just got to come to you all the time. You know, what, yeah. what does she need? What? So, you know, I think it's really just a, an efficiency thing. And it's really like, ultimately like I need to be, doing my job and that's really important for us so uh i i think that it just it just comes down the division of labor that way that i mean as i think as the dad at the beginning that's where all of the work goes through mom exactly because she's with there with the kid as a dad you almost have to be like Look, give me, you got to give me something to do, or you got to like push yourself in there, like be aggressive to get things to do because mom will do it all. Um, yeah, that's, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. You have to be, <laughs> you got to take jobs from, from mom, man. They're cause they don't. Yeah. I, I mean, try to just do the, the peripheral jobs. You know, I just yeah. try to wash the dishes, go to the store, you know, that type of stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, dog. Ugh. 
I remember those days. I mean, my daughter doesn't live with me either. So that's kind of, that was kind of rough. When I was there though, I would try to do like extra shit too. Like I was washing clothes and shit. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, because when I started to come, come over and I, I would put her to sleep mm-hmm. that w- I was like, you do this shit every night. Like this. Routine. Oh yeah, man. It's intense. dude. It's yeah, intense. man. Like coming up with the thing to do, like, my daughter liked the vacuum on. She wouldn't go yeah. to sleep without the vacuum, like a, a vacuum or some type of ambient sound that was consistent. Oh, yeah, like we got, we got like three, three white noise machines. Yeah, it, dog. I was like, this baby is nuts. Why would I you- think that's very common though. Maybe. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I think it is. I mean, it's just I think that's, babies up. that's white you people because like, we don't. You got to <laughs> rock them. You got to rock them. White people like gotta, white noise. They like got to play white noise. Yeah. You got to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, read them a story. Yep. And rock them to sleep. My daughter would like to be like, sounds weird, but she would like to get shaken a little bit. She would cry. No, no. no. Yeah. Unless yeah, yeah. we did like a little jolt. But not like <laughs> a funny. shook the baby, but just like a little, right, hey, right. like we, we would tap the, the crib or whatever, or tap the little, she had a thing uh-huh. that would swing. Yeah. yeah we yeah, would yeah. like shake it and then she'll stop crying. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. Just figuring out what she wants and then doing that shit. Well, you know, as a, as a man, that's like our thing anyway, is figuring out what the ladies want. I'm trying to get <laughs> to them. Like, <laughs> we're a little bit predisposed to it. <clears throat> And the wife, so she's at home too, or is she? Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's not working now, so mm. um, so you know, I think that makes it a little bit, it's a little bit easier. Even though, I mean, it's still hard. I, I think it's still hard for her. Um, I gotta be like careful with what I say in case she sees this, but um, <laughs> I won't put know, this part out. I, but I I I do think that it's still a hard job. But but the fact that that she's not working right now. I, I, people that work that are have to go back to work after like six weeks or whatever, and then take care. Of, I, I don't, that's crazy. That it's I can't. A, if I was, because originally the plan, you know, I would be working full time, and uh, you know, she would have gone back to work. The baby would be in daycare, and then we'd be picking the baby up, and then it's the, you know, then having a tough time sleeping at night with the baby crying. I mean, I, that's the, that seems so hard compared to the fact that I have just a fraction of the amount of work that I used to. And yeah. And then my wife's not working at all. So. Yeah. I don't, how people do that shit. And the part that freaks me out is that they want that, like they want to do that shit. Have the kids. Well, it's natural, man. Yeah. Have the yeah. That's incredible. It, it, we it's don't a, have any. What your like body's that. meant to do, yeah. Yeah, but we don't have men. Don't have like a thing that's like, hey, we have this impossible thing that we playfully want to do. Well, man, that's uh, just you. You're trying to have sex, man, and that's you know your body's doing it for you. You know you don't even know it, man. But that's maybe your body's. That's what you're doing, man, all the time, <laughs> man. trying to have sex. It's probably like the, the fact that we have to do so much work to get sex. That's the impossible thing for us. And then for, <laughs> yeah. on the back end for them, for women, it's like you have to, you know, you have to have this, this child. Yeah, having the child, man, is even dude, crazier than taking care of the child. Yeah, man, that shit is insane. We did, um, 
I think mine took about 30 hours. Like that's me being like light. It was two days though, just two days of hell for her. And yeah, I was just like, what, what can I, I mean, ice chips and pudding. That was the only thing that they had like a pantry in the hospital. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of ice chips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which thing to bring her to, you know, throw up in? Hey, this one's, can we get a new pan or whatever for her to, <laughs> yeah, to vomit yeah, yeah. in? Cause, and I was just sitting there watching The Voice or whatever, because that's what she wanted to. We were watching uh, Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> See, and I would have liked that. We watched that like all night long. Because <laughs> they were just had this played it over and over again. We just watched a million episodes of that. Yeah. Cause she's a chef, right? Your your wife? She used to be a yeah. She was she then she she moved into like uh, catering sales. Okay. Cause she was a chef for a catering company and then uh, went into like the business side of it. Right. So the food's probably their business is ruined. Oh yeah, I bet. Because uh, you know they can't do events. You know they can't do these huge uh, fancy events. So. you know, it worked out. It, I mean, it worked out because because of the baby. But um, yeah, yeah, she's good at cooking food. I was gonna say you probably because that's what I mean. I've been cooking a little bit. I think that's everybody's been trying to pick up something oh, better yeah, themselves. Yeah. So that's well, probably been when, the, the hot after point. The, right after the baby. You know, when when she was still you know physically messed up from from the whole ordeal of birth. Uh, then I was, I was like cooking the dinners. Yeah. So I was cooking all the food and that was, you know, that was pretty fun because yeah. I, you know, cause I never did it before, but I've learned a lot of, I've learned a lot about food and cooking from my wife. So I'm pretty, yeah. I can do it now. I can do it pretty good. You think so? I, I mean, mean, I was, a, I could already, I mean, I have been a, like a cook, like in high school. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, like in a, you know, like a pizza place and at a bar uh so you know I've, I've got good i've got good hand-eye coordination you know i've got good motor skills right right so i just need the i really just need the, the knowledge of like the about the fancier food you know and like the not just like it. not not just like hoagies and shit uh yeah <laughs> so yeah. now she so now she tells me the she explains how what how the stuff works then i can do it pretty well i can execute it yeah i did some um I've been doing like HelloFresh and stuff like that. And I've like, Oh yeah. Every, every meal they send now, I'm like, I already know how to make this one. Like this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, no offense, but you know, it's not that hard. No, it's not. <laughs> once you get it down, like once you figure it out, I go, Oh, okay. This is, it's this really is going to take this amount of time. And then it's just yeah. timing everything out to where it's yeah. done at the same time. You know? Yeah. The cook, cooking at home is not that hard. I mean, the stuff that real chefs do when they're like actually trying to like be innovative with food and like cook at a high level. I mean, uh, you know, that stuff is is obviously. I don't even fucking. I don't even understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's it's too fancy for me. I don't eat, I don't even like eating it really. Uh, but cooking at home is, it's not hard. Yeah. What is the? There's a restaurant in like like the number one restaurant in the world in like, um, I want to say Norway. And it's like $5,000 a meal or something like that. It's like 26 courses. I can't remember the name of it. It was a, 
Anthony Bourdain episode from what I remember. But uh-huh. He'd gone out there and they, they just make all the food from the land or whatever. <laughs> like they don't import anything. The, 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 the main chef okay. or the owner just goes out in like his galoshes and sifts through whatever he can fit in his basket. Whatever he can, that's what yeah, that's what they, and then they don't that's get like, so they don't get lemons. <laughs> they have like the, he was showing like these, these ants that taste like lemon, like weird shit like that. It's like, how did you find that out? Insects? Yeah, they're using, some of it is like okay, the uh-huh. flavorings of, so we yeah. don't have lemons here. So I go right. to the, 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 and he's just picking up these, this fat little ants. That's funny. And it's like, dog, that's you're you're out of your mind. This shit is. I mean, that's what it's just like. Uh, if you got to keep making something new, right? You got to yeah. keep innovating. You just got to push it further and further and further. You have to, I think, because you can't. You can't just keep cooking a steak. Yeah, the steak has been cooked all the ways it can be cooked. Yeah, you mm. gotta you gotta find some lemon ants. <laughs> and you gotta push <laughs> it up. I think that if a like, there's no way for it not to be disappointing when it's five thousand dollars. You're like, how is this going to taste one hundred times better than the best thing that I've ever tasted? It's like it, impossible. It's impossible. It's it's more about the experience, and then more about oh, they're bringing something new out. We yeah, love yeah. like new shit being brought out to us, and taste this, and it's just like these little lily pads, and <laughs> yeah. has like sand he, on them and shit he was in the in his galoshes when he got this yeah <laughs> that you, you talk it up if you spend five thousand dollars yeah on yeah a you meal, gotta talk it up you mm-hmm. talk that shit up because your friends are gonna be like nigga what you spent what he got this in his boots man like <laughs> yeah. it was it was the experience you should go to norway yeah right and why right. would i ever be in norway man trust me you'll love it i do like watching those 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 cooking shows about the fan about the fancy restaurants i do think it's fun like which one i like uh chef's table you ever watch chef's table dog just watched chef's table it's funny you say fine dining i just watched the one about barbecue and was which crying one? like a bitch which one did you watch so there's four episodes i watched the one with the lady from texas you know uh-huh. that's my you know um and that's, oh, all that's we, right. That's all we did in Texas was find barbecue spots. Yeah, random I mean, ones. Yeah, random barbecue places. They're and far away there. from the cities. They're far away from. Yeah, they're far away from. The best ones are far away from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second one I cried on. So I cried on the first one. The second one with the Australian guy with the smoke. Y- yeah. Was like he, with the, he like with the fire. He, we, he like would yeah. He, everything was fire. Like he he made salad. With, he like put the salad on the grill. Dude, that, that these that's crazy. He's, they, I, they, he's insane. They remind me of comics. Really, the chefs do. Yeah. How is that? Because I they just have a similar personality. They just they they like really are like trying to do something big. They're trying to do something different. Yeah. They like believe in themselves, mm-hmm. even though they're nobody. they're like determined they're like determined to like keep trying and they they want to be creative in their own way yeah they're all trying to be creative they're all trying to come up with their own thing yeah it's very comic like and you know and you can see it man when they fucking like that dude he was trying that dude kind of reminds me of Madi that that um the fire guy 
Yeah. He's talking about trying to open up his restaurant for four years. He was going around trying to find the right location, trying to figure out how he was going to do it for four years straight. Yeah, man. And then he finally gets it worked out, you know, and then it becomes like one of the best restaurants in the world. And it's like, how do you believe in yourself for four years to push through that and like you you believe that you're going to be the best in the end and then you fucking do it and then you yeah. you create something that never existed before it's 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 so cool i think insanity it is insanity and he was cooking at his like you're, you're cooking all day for work and then you go and hang out with friends and you're cooking like you really gotta love that shit like it's just like comedy man yeah I get. I, I would say. I mean, anything creative, like anything that's sure. yeah, that yeah. you're, you know, infatuated with. Like, how do I become the next thing? Like the next big thing. Yeah, it's obsessive. You know? It's obsessive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I cried on him, and I cried on the dude in North Carolina. Even though I hate North Carolina <laughs> barbecue, um, yeah, I cried on him too, just for his story. But the yeah, last one, it, the, he seemed ahead, like sorry. he was going to be boring. That dude, yeah, I thought did. the North Carolina dude. And after the after the fire one, the Australian fire one, I was like, not never. It's, there's never going to be an episode as good as that last one. That no. was perfect episode. No. But then that dude was really cool in the end too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of it's a story of like triumph. You know. Yeah. I'm in this small town. My daddy won't let me cook like I wanna. <laughs> And then his dad, it's like you kind of pray for his dad to have a stroke. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of messed up. But my daddy had a stroke and I became a millionaire, baby. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Everyone's giving him awards and shit. Yeah. His He's dad's like, cook it, cook it like I said, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also, it's, it's, yeah, like these guys, like these, they have these mentors that don't believe in them. Yeah. They, they have to like. They got to quit. They got to stop talking to their dad. They got to stop talking to the dude that helped like taught them everything because yeah. they don't want to go along with how they want to do it. It's like, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Even that first lady, um, I forgot her name, but uh, her husband, I don't think she, she didn't definitely didn't plan on being like the main thing, the main chef or no, whatever. Not at all. Her husband got sick and <laughs> she had to take over. And then that guy started his business um, and she was just the, 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 the pit master, man. Um, right. That one, man, I was like, when her son died, I was like, <laughs> it was just balling, man. And then I watched <laughs> yeah. them see where I messed up at. I started with that one and then I watched them back to back to back. I think if I split them up, uh-huh. I don't think I would have been so because once you get the water, once it starts flowing, yeah, yeah, then yeah, yeah. anything can make it, you know, go back. It's really, it is a really good show. It's yeah, really man. well done, and it it yeah. does get you hooked. Yeah. Um, except the last one. The last one was like this is. I didn't interesting. see the last one yet. Okay, okay, but I was like, eh, you know. Because um, we started watching uh, Pen Fifteen. You seen Pen Fifteen? Dog, I literally was about to start watching that. Like. It's pretty they, funny. She was talking about gaining weight or something like that. Like, I don't know. I got a, I think that because it was a, a trailer for season two. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I've only seen, a, I've only seen the first season. 
it's so weird. Uh, every time I see a trailer of that show, I laugh. They're funny, dude. They're, those girls are really funny. Yeah. And they're fucking 33 and they're playing 13 year olds. Yeah. That's the other which thing. Which is too. hilarious. It's a, that's hilarious yeah. by itself. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's, all, Go ahead. it's also funny, like, because it's, uh, I mean, it, it really takes you back to that time. I mean, I was a little bit, you, you are also like a little older than yeah. them. So, you know, I, I was, I wasn't in junior high during this time. I was like a little bit past it, but it, it's close enough that I can remember like what things were like around then. Yeah. Like, like AOL Instant Messenger and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I really didn't get into computers back then. I don't think we had them. Though. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't have, them. but we, I couldn't imagine being that age dealing with what I was dealing with and having computers like, Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I mean at least, or at least you didn't have like, there wasn't social media, you know, being on instant messenger is one thing, like just chatting with people is one thing. It's a whole other thing when you got to post pictures of yourself and like have a fucking public persona for it <laughs> as a junior high kid. Yeah. It's funny. I look at young comics and like, hey, I'm only 18. I just started comedy. I'm like, that's cool, man. And then I I look at their like Instagram, and I'm like, they have two thousand <laughs> followers. I'm like, what? How did you do that? Like all of that stuff is so, like they have such a uh, just a way to to connect with so many people quickly. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm not putting pictures of of anything I'm doing up ever because oh, that's how you have no followers that's yeah that's how i that's just how i grew up i don't like putting my i don't like running up to people and being like hey look what i did because that's what it feels like but it's not that it's connection yeah. i mean i i mean i i'll even watch like denise and uh like yeah. naomi and 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 Brittany, like like they they take pictures of each other and they'll just yeah. do all these different poses and they'll mm -hmm. do it for a half an hour and like the yeah. first time i saw them do that I was like, what the, are you guys fucking for real? Yeah. Like you're straight faced, like doing these. And that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. And they have, that's just a, a nice little following, you know, yeah. nothing crazy, nothing crazy, but they have a pretty good audience to, to, you mm -hmm. know, it can grow or it can, cause it, you know, it takes like a, a viral moment before things actually blow up for you, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. What else are you, um, what else are you watching? Because that's the conversation that everybody has. Like, like, what are you watching? What do you want? We watch. Uh, Got to watch we everything. Watched, at some um, point. Dave. Do you watch Dave? Dave. Dave. It's about this rapper uh, called oh, Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky. Yeah, man. Do you watch that show? I watched it early on. Yeah, yeah. I watched it early on. Um, that show, I thought that show was amazing. It's incredible. That he it and he he's been talking about something like that for so long, just to hear his story from when he started as you know, uh, just making videos or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. He's, he's I mean that he's really an impressive person. Yeah. yeah. He I think he was talking about doing stand up for a while. Yeah, I'm was, surprised that he he didn't do stand up. Really? Did you? It would, it would come naturally, I would think. I think so too, but I mean, he's, it's, I think it's the fact that he's performing in his videos. Like we, we see that persona. So it's, it's kind of like he's, 
he really sells himself well in, through his music. I mean, yeah, I, I think that if he wasn't doing, if he wasn't, and I don't know how much he was performing as a rapper, but if he's doing shows as a rapper, it kind of, that's the live performance aspect that mm -hmm. normally uh, someone like that doing videos like that, they would do stand up to have a live performance to sell tickets. Right. But since he can do that when he's rapping, there's not really a need for him to like learn how to do stand up on top of it. Um, yeah. Unless he wants to. It, I, I still think, yeah, I still think he could. I mean, he's so, he, he's got enough followers that he, he would sell tickets to wherever he wanted to perform and whatever he said, people would be happy to listen to. Yeah. Um, but it's surprising that somebody that's that successful at the, not only the performer side, the online thing, but also have a show that's like, oh, this is actually interesting to hear him talk about like his, his weird dick and um, <laughs> his friend having, um, that dude Gator is, he's an amazing actor, his, his sidekick. He's not like, even an actor. He's, that's the funny thing. It's like, he's just, he's just his friend. His, um, I know. what's I it know. called in, in rap? I should know. His hype, hype man. man. Yeah. And it's if like, you got it, any more rap questions, let me know. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is an MC? <laughs> yeah. uh, dog, that, yeah, that dude was, was um, I was surprised at what's his name's performance too, though. Um, Santino. Santino's good, dude. I saw Santino yeah. on, um, on Curb. Yeah. And I always thought like, I mean, the dude, you know, he's not cool looking. No, no, no. And, you know, I was a, <laughs> kind of aware of him as a comic, but, you know, people don't really talk about him that much as a comic. And so then I saw him on Curb and I was like, this guy's going to suck. And I was like, this guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's man. He's a pretty good actor. He's and, a good actor. Uh, he is a good actor, man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's talented. Yeah, I'm surprised people don't talk about his stand-up either. He's pretty funny. I saw him at the it, Draft House um, what was that? It was, well, it was last year, definitely. But um, yeah, he was probably, I liked watching him. Maybe that's yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, charismatic. Yeah. Surprisingly charismatic. You, got, you probably are sick of stand-up. Is that, do you think that's, like, I would, I know, would take that as a curse. Someone the, just asked me to book a corporate Zoom show. Yeah. And I hadn't booked anything <laughs> long time yeah. because there aren't any shows and yeah. uh and so i was like all right let me think about who i'm gonna book for this and uh and then i started watching some stand-up clips because i'm gonna have to send them clips and uh <laughs> and i was like hmm I, I feel less sick of it than i used to oh yeah because man yeah, yeah by the time it, yeah in february man it was i couldn't even I couldn't stand to watch stand up anymore, man. I just saw too much of it. I just, yeah. just every day. Um, just I was so burned day. out, man. I, I'm, it, 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 I was, you know, hopefully things will, hopefully things will come back to a reasonable place. But, uh, yeah, that, that I needed a break, dude. Yeah. I think we all did, man. Um, yeah, I do. That's I do. The bad part about it is I don't, I almost don't want to say that, but I kind of no, need a true. break. Yeah. Comics never get a break you're not really allowed to take a break. No. And, you know, you feel guilty when you do, you come back, exactly. you're so rusty. And it makes it really hard to, to, to take breaks and you, you never like can f just forget about things for a while. And so, 
this has a bad side to it, obviously, right now, because you're like, what, what's the future going to be like? So you have that worry. You can't just totally relax, but it is nice to just take a break yeah. and just not, not really do it for a little bit. Yeah. I've had a, a few Fridays early on anyway, in this, where I was like, Oh shit, I, it's seven thirty. Where, where do I need to be right now? Right. And I right. was like, Oh, I, I don't have a thing. There's nothing. You know, it's funny, man. It was like, it, it was just like, after I canceled all the shows, I just like never thought about it. That's hilarious. I, well, I mean, I was having the baby, so there, there was something else to have. Yeah, I was going to say. About, but yeah, but you, I really am never like, I'm never, I never think like, oh, you know, I did it until the weather changed. When the weather changed, it kind of was like, okay, now, like, I know what time of year it is and what I would expect from shows and so I'm, I'm it makes my brain think like okay we're getting into it's going to be cold the shows are going to be different now yeah and then i'm like oh there are no shows yeah but it wasn't until the weather changed that recently that i started thinking of shows i i hadn't been thinking about them yeah have you thought do about you feel go ahead <clears throat> do you feel when you have been performing recently do you feel like rejuvenated in any way Most it's all nerves now. Okay, that's and just from coming back. It's just from coming back. Like I did the, I think the most I felt back was the second show of that I did with the improv at that drive-in uh -huh. in DC. Did you like doing that? I mean, so I'm telling jokes. I tell a joke and yeah. they're all in their cars and they honk. Yeah, so yeah, yeah took some time to get used to so but also i'm trying to remember the things you know you got all your tricks you got all your little you know sayings i've forgotten all of that oh yeah 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 i forgot like i've forgotten little little parts of jokes i had forgotten the energy of jokes i've forgotten uh -huh. so i didn't it the second show was the closest i had been where i was trying not to think of the next thing uh -huh. instead of just having it come to me while I'm telling the, the last right, thing, right. if that makes sense. So yeah, sure. um, that's the most back. Like I did, um, I, I went to go see Martin uh -huh. in, in Arlington, Martin Amini, and he saw me before the show and he was like, I saw you. I saw a picture of you on stage. Yeah. He was like, Hey man, you like, want to go oh, on? I guess he performed. Yeah. He said, you want to go on? I was like, uh, <laughs> cause I hadn't, <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. Cause I didn't want to turn it down. And yeah, even that I was like, I shouldn't have, you know, I should have, but I sh shouldn't. It's kind of a, a weird you thing. Were, you weren't happy with your set? Of course not. There, I, there, I'm not, I don't feel Even, like. Are you getting any like good like excitement? Like oh, like this I'm excited. Like I, it feels good to do stand up. Or are you just mad at your sets? At the while I'm doing the set, I'm fine. Before my set, it's all um, agony, uh -huh. and then after my set, it's all analytical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being like, oh, that was a pretty good moment. Oh, that was a pretty. Does good it make moment. you? Are you? Do you feel like? Oh, I, I want to get on more. Sh I want to do more shows. Do you have that yes. feeling? Yes. Okay. I still want to do. I want to do more shows just so that I'm back to 
feeling confident or feeling like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, or they want this and they want that. That's the big thing is like, I don't know what people want anymore. These, like, these people that uh, asked me to, do, to book this Zoom show, I, they just left a message at first and I, I knew that they had done a drive-in movie and mm. I, I did, was like, so I was trying to imagine what they were about to ask me. And I was like, I wonder if this is going to be a drive-in stand-up show. Yeah. And I it's was not like, not bad. Really, yeah, I was like, I don't really know how I feel about that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's better than nothing to, for performers. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I bet. Then that's the thing too about Zoom is like, I, that's not even a great, a great way to do stand-up. And I don't really love putting out stuff I don't feel amazing about, you know. Well, so the same thing when I started doing Zoom shows, um, I felt on, so the, the, one of the other bookers, he wanted me to do a 20 minute show. And I said, no, or 25 minutes or whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. Can I do a guest spot on a show? Like, can I do mm-hmm. five minutes mm-hmm. and figure out talking to, like performing to my camera? so which it became that five minutes kind of helped to give give me the confidence because i did fine but if i'm looking here i can't look down at the screen like i have a separate you look right at your camera i look right at my camera like i'm looking at them yeah yeah i don't want to look down and then be performing you know hey you guys ever burn popcorn at work i want to look up and you know so (laughs) that's that's true one of my oldest jokes but i'm like so i'm gonna perform to the i've tried it several different ways um but one time i did it i did the five minutes that gave me confidence i was like oh okay this isn't bad and then i did 40 minutes which Mm -hmm. was surprisingly it was better because they left the mics on so I could hear people laughing. I think hearing people laughing helps because I had done a few five minute sets, a few shorter sets to nothing. So Mm -hmm. I'm just assuming there's laughter. And then of course, after my set, I'm looking over at the, the comments or whatever, and I'm saying applause, I'm saying hearts and all this, but I won't know until the end. Yeah. Right. So even then, though, I was like, it's hard at first, and then you get used to it. So it's the same. I think any performance style that we do, maybe it's just me, but any performance style we no, do. I, I think, yeah. You just got to get used to it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's the thing about the, you know, so I did that first Zoom show, and even just doing you, that one. Like, what was I thought the, it went fine. I, I was, I was, uh you know, I just didn't want it to be bad or have problems. And I thought it was pretty smooth. I, I think, you know, as soon as it was over, I was like, okay, so now I know what it's like. I'm going to press, I'm going to press these buttons a little bit earlier. I'm not going to wait until yeah. like, you know, I'm going to tell people to turn their camera on yeah. at this moment instead of that moment. I, I, I know what things I know how to say things in a better way to explain what's going on. So I think everything will be like a, a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I think if I, if I do it a bunch, I think it'll get a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just have to, you know, have the turnout comics have to enjoy it enough. And, you know, it has to be like good enough that we can just keep doing it. And then, you know, it'll get better. 
uh, it's just hard, you know, for, for all this time, I'm like, I just don't know if it's worth it. Cause it's just not, it's just so hard when the, well, the live shows are so good. I'm like, I know this can't equal the live show and it's just hard for me to get past that. But yeah. you just have to accept that that doesn't exist right now. You know, would you ever get to a point you think that you would do all zoom shows especially <laughs> like, live shows especially like open mic type zoom shows i see it i'm seeing that a lot of comics with podcasts they'll do you know they have a conversation for a little bit and then they'll go what's your new jokes like what you got new and then they'll just run because you know we have to run our our new yeah jokes you know back i, I have thought about that i've thought about yeah. what i wanted to do for the first show was i wanted to have some longer sets and then at the end i wanted people to do some new jokes yeah like i wanted i wanted to have like newer comics do new jokes right i thought about but it was just ended up being too complicated to have people come on for just doing a minute and a half each you know like mm -hmm. to, to get them it didn't it didn't work out logistically yeah but i think that's still a possibility i also think it's possible to just Maybe we'll do a free one and just have a bunch of comics on and have them be short sets. Yeah. Because um, I, I do think doing new jokes is in some ways it's like more fun than doing old jokes. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. You just don't know if it works. Like I've done a few um, where I've thrown out some new jokes and I'm like, uh -huh. yeah, you can tell that was the new one. Can you? But uh, right. the, the older jokes are so obsolete now. It's I like, know. hey, you I guys know. working in office? Because I, oh, yeah, you, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You ever burn popcorn in your kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> you want to kill your girlfriend because she. Yeah. Yeah. It's been. You got to um, change all your jokes. It's been, uh, yeah, challenging to, to figure out which ones I can, uh, you know, salvage from. The, the good old days, I guess. My daughter comes walking in in her canary yellow suit. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, uh, that sounds adorable. I don't see what's funny yeah. about that. Your dad's a pimp, honey. Yeah. It's me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I just screw them all up. I just say them yeah, all yeah. in different orders and shit. Right. I could rewrite all your jokes into, into uh pandemic. <laughs> I was thinking it's about so funny, man. Like I think about people's jokes so much, like just, you know, anything that's happening in my life that's related to it. I, I yeah. just, I just think of, I hear the jokes. <clears throat> yeah. So many people tell me that they've, that somebody burned popcorn at their office that day. I've gotten that email by so text email throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many people, I couldn't imagine hearing everybody's jokes. And then having to like, they all probably meld together. You know who's like, you know whose joke I think of as the, maybe the most is. Uh, can I guess? Cook. Yeah, sure. You'll never guess it. Cook. Um, no. uh, Denise. It's Kaderna. Oh, which one is it? The got, old lady, old black lady thing. When he says, uh, <laughs> when he's talking about the the lady at Taco Bell and they don't have the sauce, they, they were all out of sauce packets, and she goes, well, "What's the fucking point then?" <laughs> and I just think I just think of that line all the time in different contexts. <laughs> well, what's the fucking point? I, I, anytime I think, "What's the fucking point?" I think about Kaderna. I think we all have that fast food place um, <clears throat> where if they don't have the sauce, 
then whatever the thing what? is, it's yeah, yeah. There's yeah, the burrito bowl from Chipotle. If I don't get that vinaigrette sauce, the orange sauce with it, or the, the dressing, know, no. whatever, I'm like, I can't even. This isn't even. Yeah, it's pointless. It's, it's not a, a that's meal. Why it's a good, that's why it's a great joke because yeah. everybody immediately understands that. It, yeah. <laughs> that that is the whole point of this place. Dog. <clears throat> Yeah, I couldn't imagine just having everybody's jokes because I don't listen to anybody's jokes. Like, I I just assume I just assume most comics don't listen to other people's jokes unless they're. They, I mean, I try not to. Yeah, I try not to, but it's like you you're just it. in the room. So I mean, hundreds of times, hundreds of times, I, I hear yeah these jokes. I mean, it's just it gets in your head. <laughs> You can't, you can't avoid it. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, you got to come in and pay attention to when you're running the show and just, you know, make sure, you know, things aren't off the rails. Yeah. I was going to say quality control. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. probably gotta be, um, cause some make sure like Umar's not yelling at the crowd too hard. Yeah. Cause that dude, <laughs> he gets, he's a, um, he's an interesting performer. I like watching him unless he it, he gets in his head and then uh-huh. he immediately attacks he, he gets yeah exactly if yeah. he's not, if it's not going well he gets mad at the crowd yeah um and, but uh, i've seen a i've seen a lot of comics like him like throughout the years of course the very t- the very typical reaction yeah so we don't um, have it as much i think i don't think on my shows because i i really don't like that so yeah uh, I noticed that early on. (laughs) Kind of cracked down on that. Yeah. I was like, you know, he does, these are his shows. Let me um, respect the audience. They're a little tighter. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, be funnier. Like, (laughs) that's it. I mean, that's pretty much it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let me think of things to talk about. And every now and then, you know me, I'll throw in something um, to to test them. Oh, yeah. They don't, they never. Like, I didn't invite all these people into this basement so Umar could be take out his uh insecurity from having a bad set on him yeah but we do i think every now and then we get that way though i don't know if you it's can't to help that it degree. you can't help it it's a natural reaction it is man and it's like i think when i was kind of <clears throat> i don't want to say sick but afterwards like after i started getting better they had me on these steroids or whatever Mm-hmm. And I had a set and I was like, man, fuck, man, you motherfuckers, man. This lady, <laughs> she started, I think she answered my question. Like I asked the question of the audience and she yeah. answered. I was like, bitch, that was rhetorical. What the, what are you doing? So we had that. That sounds funny. Yeah. And then I argue with uh, Andrew Timish after. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going through a little rage thing right now. Bitch, that was rhetorical. Sounds pretty funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, but I can't remember who said that. It depends on it depends on how you say it and who you say it to. Yeah, the audience didn't like it. <laughs> they were they oh, were yeah. like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, he's very angry. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I started sweating too, so that didn't help. Like That's I was funny. like, yeah, I was like, let me chill out for a bit and then come back out when I'm when I'm not. I mean, you 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 can be a wild card, man. It's sometimes it's hard to to know oh, yeah. uh, how you're gonna perform. <laughs> Yeah, I go through my. Um, it, I think it depends like, on it, the it's jokes. It's interesting, you know, because like you, 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 you look at Cook, 
Cool. Yeah. He performs the same way every time. Every time. Like, you know exactly, <laughs> you know exactly what you're going to get from Cook. Like, yeah. whether he's having a, uh, you know, whether they're really loving it or not, he's pretty much going to, and even if he's switching what jokes he does, his the performance of the joke itself, is it's generally the same. And then the overall, what you get from him is extremely consistent. Yeah. And then you, you'll pull out jokes at weird moments, weird jokes at weird moments, <laughs> you know, you'll stop doing jokes. Like it's, it's very, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variety and it's, yeah. and it's not, it's unpredictable too. It's, it's, yeah. You know? Yeah. It seems like, I it wish I could be like more you, consistent with that. You'll get like, you'll have an idea in your head of like, you're just feeling a certain way and you'll come out and you'll be performing that way. But anyone watching it from the outside is like, I have no idea why Tim is choosing <laughs> to go this route. Like it's, it's a strange choice <laughs> because you can, you can crush whenever you want to. Yeah. But that, that's um so that to me is well thank you first of all but that's there's a certain way that i want to do well and then there's the there's the oh i'm doing well like this like that's mm -hmm. not easy but that's predictable mm -hmm. so i try to come at it from a different angle when you're doing all those mics like even over the course of like six months you're doing tons of mics throughout yeah. a week do you have are you are, are you trying to accomplish anything other than develop material um like are you work do you work on something else are you are you like you want to play with a different energy or a different delivery or is is it really just you, you want you're trying to you're trying to just throw out material have good sets Sometimes it's figuring out um, new material. Sometimes it is just staying relevant. Mm -hmm. Like kind of this part of it, like the, the performer part of me is mm -hmm. going through hell right now because I haven't been able to work that muscle. So like you're doing so many sets par partially because you just want to be on stage. Yeah, I want to test ideas. So a lot of it is developing material and yeah. it really depends on it's week to week. That's mm -hmm. the, that's the thing about it is sometimes I feel like, um, I'll have something coming up and I'm like, well, let me try this out here. But a lot of, it's weird. A lot of the shows that I do, this is the problem with that I have with performing in the city is a lot of the shows that I'm more successful on, where I'm doing longer sets is shows that are out in like, you know, not Baltimore, but like places that aren't as liberal as the city. Like they're not as woke. So yeah, right. mm -hmm. it's weird when I'm trying to do, sometimes I have to, I try those jokes that I would do outside. Right. In, in, you know, in the city. And they're like, what, this is, what are you doing? This is. Yeah. Even saying bitch like that. Yeah. They can, they'll get mad at you. Yeah. Um, so I have to be like, okay, well, let me do a version where I get the beats, mm -hmm. but 
you know, because I can't say the same exact things, you know. Right. But if I get the idea that I think might be funny through their heads, and if, if I can get it to the kids or to the, the city, the woke, the woke people, then it'll work on the, the older people. What I, do you, I don't I mean, think do I'm think... good enough at that yet, though, to translate it back and forth. Are you, do you think that that, like, when you're performing, like, out in, out in Virginia or out in Maryland, do you think that that's how you that's like what you want to do that's your style of comedy and that's how you feel good performing yeah and when you're in dupont you gotta compromise i think there's a little bit of both so Mm -hmm. the issue and we were talking about this you know over text or whatever but the issue sometimes that i have is i'm i'll have a show coming up i think somebody said this but I'll have a show coming up and I'm like, oh, I'll be dreading it. Like, oh, I got that, I got that show I gotta do. Oh, my my dream, I gotta go do it at this place. Mm-hmm. So that a lot of that I'm I'm probably gonna cut out, you know, if this if everything's comes back. So the the, right. the thing about being in the city is I like that, but there's also parts of it that I don't like. So, and the same thing about being outside of the city is like, I, there's parts of it that I like, and then there's parts of it that I don't like. The, the part where people are expecting like a sing-songy type of show, mm-hmm. I don't like that part. Right. The part of the city where I have to be, I don't necessarily have to be intellectual, but if they feel like a group, like I'm talking down to a group, they turn on me. So... I have to find, I'm trying to find the balance of where I am, where I'm a little bit of a piece of shit, but I'm not a complete, you know. Yeah, that's the line, idiot. really. That's, that's, that's the line. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got to so. just, uh, you got to like, you got to make them comfortable that they're not being a bad person by laughing at it. Right. right. That's really, that's really what it is. Yeah. That's when I and, do the best, when it's a mixed crowd and every group gets to see every group that I'm talking about uh-huh. and they can go, oh, they're laughing. So it's fine when I'm in the right. city. Um, yeah, because and I think once you're once you're like hitting real hard, then you get a lot of leeway. Then you can start doing kind of more what you want and they're going to they go along with you because yeah. they already like you and they already see that everyone else likes you. So they're less they're less in their head. But when you start off with something questionable, mm-hmm. then then you're digging yourself out of a hole the whole time. Yeah. Or Which I kind of like doing it. Yeah. I kind of like doing that too, though. Yeah. It's lie. work, you know, it's practice. It, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a style. Yeah. But it depends on who, who's gone up. If somebody kills before me, uh-huh. then I feel more apt to practice it because they've got, the audience has gotten something. Uh huh. But if somebody dies or somebody does bad, then I'm like, okay, I gotta be. Yeah. 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 I gotta, I gotta true. keep it. I gotta keep it just to keep the show value on point because if a few comics i notice if a few comics start bombing then they just leave of course why wouldn't like, you yeah they like they go bad they go oh this is like amateurs but uh-huh. and the the weird thing this but this is the city though is one comic can't save like two or three bombs 
it takes like three or four good ones or good sets to clear out the, the bombs. Like they're very- I think it depends on how bad the bomb is. True, true. Like they, uh-huh. if they're bombing like- But I, I agree, you, there is a point, you get to a point where one, com- where one comic doing like a, under seven minutes can't do it. Yeah, so, um, but the, you know, they gotta just rip the, rip the place apart. And, you know, it's, it's rare that they, just one comic cleans it up. I mean, it depends yeah, on Yeah, and it, it depends. I mean, it, it also, it, you know, it really depends on what night of the week it is. It depends mm-hmm. on what the mix of the crowd is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the fun, fun thing about it, you know? Yeah. It's, that was uh, kind of, it's that never, was, it's never easy. Yeah. That was kind of the fun thing after, uh, Comedy Central is coming back and then um, like leveling expectations because there were people there that had seen it and they were like, oh my God, I saw you on the thing. I'm, I can't wait. And then I would do like, uh, <laughs> and then they would go, it's good to, good to see you. <laughs> I yeah. like, it's not going to be like that every time, dog. That's not how, like, that's why we're here is to work on this stuff. You're saying oh. that people saw you on the comedy on the Comedy Central thing, yeah. and then when they saw you in person, they were disappointed. They, yeah, they some of them were, and some of them were like, "Yo, that was exactly what I was," you know. So was I it? I mean, were really you talking or, about just one show, or this is this is like over time? Over time, over time. Yeah, well, it's tough because if it's like you know, you if it's a Tuesday night or something, or a Wednesday yeah. night, and you're working on stuff. Exactly. Or somebody kills in front of you and then you take the mentality of like, all right, well, this show's good. I'm going to practice. Yeah, yeah. And then they will be disappointed, right? Because. Yeah. Cause it's a not, completely different it. thing. Yeah. It's a completely different. Like I had run that set so many times in your rooms mm-hmm. that they were like everything. I thought about every little piece, which I, I never do in, you know, in my stand up, which. I should probably do a lot more, but part of it is part of going up so much is actually thinking of, because I don't write, thinking of every angle. Let me say it this way here. Let me say it this way here. Let me say it this way here and then see which one gets the best, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if we talked about this, but I mean, I assume we talked about, but you know, the first time you auditioned for Comedy Central, I thought you had a weird set. I did because and, I think I remember yeah. that night too. Like I remember what, what was going on that night and what was going on. Well, I kind of just found out that I was um, wow. like sick. So like just found out. And then when was that? That was actually, I don't know if I had gone to the hospital yet, but I had just found out that I had like kidney disease and I had, I hadn't found out yet what else was going on, but I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, and I was kind of processing it. Mm-hmm. So I think I talked about it and I didn't have any jokes. I was just talking about it. Yes. And that was what was so strange because yeah, it was an audition. It was an audition. Yeah. You came out and w- we're doing time that wasn't jokes. Yeah. And I'm like, what? 
is yeah. he doing? Yeah. Because, you know, I want Comedy Central to to be impressed with everybody. I don't want to waste their time. Yeah. And and so I'm like, I'm trying to put the best people up. I'm trying to tell them I think these people are the best. And it was such a weird choice. And so then the next year, I had to just I had to book it again. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I want to put Tim I'm like, on. I don't know if I should put Tim on it because yeah. he had such a weird reaction last time. And I don't yeah. know if he's gonna be weird again. Was it and so was it three times that we did it there or was it I feel no, like it was twice. three. It was just two? Well, there was th- there was there was one for Kevin Hart and then there was two for up next. Okay, that's the one where I talked about the the kidney thing was the Kevin Hart one. Cuz it was okay. on a Friday. Okay. It was on a Friday and it was like it was packed as usual and the girl that oh. went up before me she was eating like chicken wings in the back. And okay. I kept thinking like how she that makes, this makes more sense. Yeah, that's the one where I talked about um, the kidney mm-hmm. thing. But the I think the but one. You, go ahead. I think it was like kind of dirty. I think for the up the first up next one, it was like a little dirty. Uh, the oh the first Comedy Central one. Uh huh. Yeah. Which this was is, it was like it was like a weird choice. It wasn't like it wasn't yeah. like your part of your go to jokes. Mm mm. I think I just picked better jokes the second time. I picked better jokes, and then I said, okay, these are my – these do well. Right. So, I was like, why didn't you do that the first yeah, time? Yeah, the first time. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't have – so I feel like I didn't have – what's funny is I had a lot of those jokes the first time around. <laughs> I know you did. I just worked on them. I know what jokes <laughs> That's the that difference. you have. Yeah. <laughs> That was the difference. I was like, well, let me concentrate on them and actually pick five to seven minutes of material and yes. just do this. But the thing is, I had to do that thing. That thing you talked about with Andrew Cook, doing the same thing every time. I had to focus on doing that. Everywhere I went, I did that set. That, so, was, that was the hardest part for me is doing the same thing everywhere. I mean, and that, that's like, that's, that's like a very important lesson. Yeah. Like for anybody, for any comic. Right. And it's like, you can be a great comic, but if you're in a certain environment, there's a certain expectation about how you're going to perform and what kind of jokes you're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, because you kind of were loose with it the, the first time. Yeah. It didn't work out. And on top of all, and having the weird set the years before that, the last yeah. time Comedy Central was there, then you have, so you have a weird set, then you have kind of a, another strange choice in, yeah. your, in your jokes. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I am hesitant to put Tim on this because I don't know if it's getting in his head that it's an audition. And so he's kind of making, it's causing him to have a weird reaction to it where he's not performing the way that he's capable of. And, you know, in the end, I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to put him on it anyway. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Cause I didn't even, we didn't even talk about it. You didn't say like, no, because I was like, I'm just going to put him on it. And like, he don't mess this me- up, dude. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, well, let me, I think maybe I felt it then. Cause well, I, this I, is I, the t- I mean, it's tough for me. 
it's easy for me to tell people who've been doing comedy less time than me how to perform and what to do. It's very easy right. for me to say to Ross, this is what you're doing wrong. This yeah. is what you need to change. Yeah. But it's hard for me to say to you, to me, yeah. Tim, you got to change what you're doing because you've been doing comedy much longer than me. You're much better at comedy than I am. So that's a hard, it's kind of an awkward position to be in. Yeah. And so I'm hesitant and I, I, I still struggle with it all the time. And I struggle with it even when he, with national headliners that come through who yeah. are struggling as a headliner. And I know what's wrong with what they're doing. Yeah. That's gotta be difficult, man. Like, I, you know, and I've actually even seen some headliners that are really no longer headliners. And I never mm. really talked to them about what they're doing wrong. And I know exactly what they're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I, I really don't know if it's my place to, to be telling them that. Yeah. You know, what's funny. And you know what I just thought of the real difference though. Um, the, the fact that I did. So the year before it had to be what? 2019. No, it was 2018 then. Yeah. 2018 year before 2018. The, that was the first, um, the first one when they came down for up, up next. Right up next uh-huh so dylan was on that one Marty was on that one dylan got heckled by some lady yes. that said you're never going to be like i remember little shit like that so i mean i was not in the room when that happened yeah well i didn't realize that it happened until i saw the tape of it yeah um yeah we talked about it after i mean he was i think he was Furious. pretty yeah he was pretty upset i mean and on a he was night the most, like that i was the most upset i've ever seen him about a set yeah of of any night to do something like that to say something like that to somebody that night because he was really infuriating and he did he was he still did well i mean i thought so too because i saw the end of the set and i was like dude you it was fine you know it was fine you don't have to be upset about it but once i saw the tape of it i understood why he was upset because he would have killed cleanly without having to 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 fix that part yeah Mm-hmm. Cause he still had to kind of go like shove, shove that off a little bit and then clean go it back up into, yeah. Um, but, and Marty killed too. Like, I think Marty was right after me and he did well too. Um, but that, that set, I think after that set or after that show, I did true TV. Mm-hmm. So in between the first two, I got to see like professional comedians and I was like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at this level. I need to be here. Right. So that's, I think that kind of gave me a little push when I found out about the, and we also had Just for Laughs that weekend too. So we had right, the right. Comedy Central thing and Just for Laughs that weekend. I was like, I can't, I can't be on both of these showcases and do I what I did last year. I could have said it to you. In 2018, I could have just said to you, definitely, definitely, you got to pick your best jokes, yeah, and you got to make them tight, and then you got to come yeah. out and execute them, yeah. But I was, and I don't know, I man. did, but I didn't say it to you, and you did it anyway, <laughs> and you got it. Wow, that was a <laughs> so part of me as well. All you on your own, and yeah. you got, you got, you got it. The thing, I mean, it, it's a true, you know. I mean, it's you did it. Let's be honest, I think it happened the way it did for a reason, because even if I'd done those jokes that night, I don't think it would have been because I feel like I said Dylan and Marty, they I, they had a better set 
than anybody of of that night. And I think um, for for mine, I think I just had a good set from start to finish. Like I was a little more like, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody said something to me, I was I, I hit on that real quick. It was just like everything was popping at, at one moment. So yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much- that's a, that's a tough thing about audition showcases, like or even a TV set. I, I was watching TV sets in Montreal, and yeah. oh, you went there. That's were, right. People were having bad, bad sets, man. And yeah. it's on TV in Canada, you know, like. Yeah forever and there's nothing you can do about it like you you just the crowd's not good and you're being filmed and and that's it like they just don't like what these certain comics are doing um and it's tough because you know you can only you can only do what 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 the crowd allows you to do you can't crush without them Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i think another thing to remember though even if other people are having great sets you know, you never know what the booker is looking for and you never know no. what their sense of humor is because, you know, their sense of humor, it might be you, you know, it, even if Madi is crushing, you guys are different. And of course they may like what, what you're talking about better, even if the crowd likes Madi better, like the, they, yeah. you can still get picked. I mean, that happens all the time on shows. That's where, what I was thinking see too. The, People that they pick a lot of times, you're like, oh, that's surprising. You think you know who they're going to pick, and then they pick somebody else. You're like, oh, who knows? Yeah, that's that's, that's what that's what happens all the time. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was it like, me? I was what? Something's something's wrong. But I kind of yeah. I, I kind of got it. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, man. It's like people the there's a lot, there's a lot of different things to, to trying to, to make it, you know, a, a lot of different skills you got to learn yeah. that aren't just, I'm a, I'm a great local headliner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I think that's the thing too, is kind of thinking of yourself nationally instead of just, you know, locally. Well, and there's I like, you that. know, being a headliner is one thing, but being, at, you know, on comedy central showcases is another thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, those are those are two different things it helps you when you've been a local headliner and then you get on those showcases because you have you, i watch these people on on these like at, at jfl and in on these tv tapings man and and they're severely lacking in chops oh yeah of course severely but that's what they, they want they have a they lot want of the trouble. younger yeah yeah they want they exactly they want the younger ones and they do not have the they do not have the chops uh so if you can if you can do both it's the, it's a big advantage. Yeah. That's kind of why I was like, wow, you know, that's pretty, you know, um, that's why people like, like Roy Wood, you know, they kind of like they're in the background and then all of a sudden they explode because they, they've been, been on they've the working forever. for so long. Yeah. I remember him on last comic standing years ago and he had been working with, um, what's the big comedy zone. He had been working with comedy zone forever. And uh, he would tour with Herbie. I mean, I saw him at, I don't know if you remember Wiseacres Comedy Club, but I saw him no, there. Oh, no, that's before me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he headlined there. And I came up and me and him were talking. We're the same age. And he was like, you slanging them jokes too, dog? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but he was at He's a headliner so level. And I was like, yo, that's pretty, you know. Right. Um, 
but yeah, it, some people just, I think that's what, just what happened is that I was, um, I was just surprised because I was assuming younger comics are here. I'll do a good set. They'll see my stupid face and then that'll be, that'll be fine. Cause that, to me, I was like, I just want people to see me. I don't care about the, the thing, but you know. But it helps if you care about the thing, you know, you got a lot of chance of getting the thing. <laughs> Apparently. But also out. I think they're the thing with JFL, the guy that, that books that is he likes to see a progression. So he's seen people. Oh yeah. yeah. Four and five and six times. And then he'll go, okay, this year you're, you're on. And yeah. Give Which them is, I mean, it's a smart way to do it because you're going to get a lot more. You really know what you're booking. If you book that way. You yeah. see somebody once and they kill. Yeah. You're, you know, that may not be all the time. Yeah. And they may not like some people explode onto the scene and then they, they don't really do much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that's they not what they look for either. Yeah. So it, it is a smart way to do things. Yeah. Um, well, man, it's been, it's been good. I'm, I, I wish I'd had you on a lot sooner so we can so we can talk i mean I, you i you had me on yours i should have had you on mine i mean this has rude, been rude yeah um i guess it's a <laughs> pandemic but um i just didn't want to bother you i don't want i don't like bothering well people, that's so I never good asked. i was busy you know but now i'm not so <laughs> yeah um is this what is this going to come out this week or is this going to come out later you know i'm going to put it out um i may put it out this week well, I'm just saying, if you put it out this week, there'll be a Zoom show on Saturday. Oh, well, we'll let's let's, uh, let's push that one then. Um, then I will be putting it out this week. <laughs> Check out. Yeah, put it out this comedy. week. Yeah, I'm gonna put it and out on you Wednesday. Can, you can see us. Yeah, <laughs> you can see us on the Zoom show. It's five bucks. Zoom show. Who else is on the Zoom show? Benji, Shelly, Hamilfarb, Shelly, Kim, and uh, Ross. Um, me and uh that, that's probably going to be it but maybe maybe one more okay all right so check out uh where can i go to just underground comedy underground comedy dc.com underground comedy dc.com check out a zoom so i'll do a post whatchamacallit <laughs> <laughs> hey man i'm whatever. better at that i hate I, I i hate doing like intros and i hate doing like i, I would always watch interviews and i would hate the obligatory like Hey, so I'm with my man here, and then they do a, yeah, a yeah. dap, and I'm like, y'all been sitting there talking. Like, why are you dapping? Like, you haven't oh, been fake around dap. each other. It's weird. Um, but uh, where else can they find you at? Just that's it, man. That's where I live. UndergroundComedyDC.com, man. And uh, once things open back up, you, you know, you can find me at the Big Hunt. Cool, cool. All right, Sean Joyce, everybody. Well, that was Sean Joyce, and. He's, I feel like he's going through a lot right now with everything, uh, you know, he used to being this, uh, this, this comedy, DC comedy, like putting everybody, like, putting all these shows together, doing all of these different things. And he's been kind of flatlined with everything that's going on, you know, no shows, not having to uh, watch a whole lot of comics, which I think is probably a, a good thing. Um, too much comedy is, you know, but yeah, it was, it was fun talking to him. Very insightful dude. Gave me a little bit of advice, um, that I probably needed, but, um, you know, he's always, he's always kind of giving me like the, 
hey, you know, be, um, he's always giving me kind of like the, hey, you know, the, the shows are, have to be a certain way. So, and I always kind of play around um, with my jokes and I try to experiment a little bit and he loves it and then he doesn't love it. So these are his shows. Hopefully they come back. This week coming up, he'll be doing his first, actually it's his second Zoom show, first one with me. And um, it'll be a test for him, I think. So it should be fun otherwise. Check us out, Underground Comedy DC for tickets. Uh, it can't sell out because it's online. Um, anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. What up, France? What up, Canada? What up, UK? What's happening? Underground Kingdom? Kidding. Um, thank you guys for listening and watching. Have a good one.